just out here living my best life. Uh, but somebody always try to fuck it up. What is good, sports world? Welcome to the Family Feud Sports Podcast, where two lifelong sports writers, also father and son, debate the week's hottest sports news. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with none other than my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and jumping into our weekly NFL rants and raves episode, and we start things off on the rants and raves. We do a little bit of recapping from the previous week. We look ahead a little bit to the week ahead, which is week seven of the NFL season, talking about one rant and one rave from each of us, as well as our Go Baller Family Feud Sports NFL Power Rankings, our top five teams for myself and for Mr. Allen Dell as well. And jumping right into things, Mr. Allen Dell, I'm going to give you real quick my top five power rankings for the week. I had the Chiefs at number two in previous weeks. Not anymore. Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes and the boys down to number four. Los Angeles Rams, only undefeated team left in the NFL, still at number one. I got your boy Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints at number two, right ahead of the Patriots. You said it, Mr. Allendell, the Patriots are the Patriots. Chiefs number four, Chargers number five. Am I crazy? Does any of that make sense to you? Yeah, you you just crazy. said to me the Chargers are the best team in the NFL, so I think you're a little crazy. Well, I, I got the Rams. I'll give them number one because they're undefeated, but I got the Chargers at number two. And let's forget, <laughs> let's not forget the only two losses they had are the KC and the Rams. So, so, so they that. lost the KC, but you're still going to well, put them ahead I, of KC, yeah, huh? Because as, as the season goes on, I think they're going to get better. I'm not sure about KC. I got New England three. KC4 and uh, Drew Brees University in New Orleans, number five. Okay, so we got the same five teams, just a little bit of shakeup, man. Los Angeles Chargers, I mean, they, they got it. They, they look dominant in their win at Cleveland this past weekend. I'll give you that. And, and you vouch for Phillip Rivers anytime he comes into question. So out of those teams, who has the weakest quarterback, in your opinion? Is it Phillip Rivers? I mean, you're talking about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, um, talking about Patrick Mahomes. Philip Rivers, and we're talking about Jared Goff, or is Jared Goff the weakest quarterback he in those be, five? But he might have the best uh, supporting cast. So. Yeah, that's true. Cooper Cup might be sidelined for the next few weeks. Keep an eye on that. How about I'm going to give honorable mention to two teams from the same division here. We saw the Packers with the big comeback win on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, your boy, coming back and helping you get the fantasy football win, helping the Packers get another comeback win this year. It seems like he's doing it almost every other week. I'm going to give honorable mention to the Vikings and the Packers. The Vikings have improved a lot this season. They got off to a rough start. They had that ugly, crazy loss at home against the Buffalo Bills a few weeks back. But they've rebounded since then. They've won two in a row. And both the Packers and the Vikings, remember they tied each other earlier in the season. They're both 3-2-1. and one. I think both these teams could contend for the NFC Championship, go deep into the playoffs, depending on how health holds up across injuries on their roster. But I don't know, Mr. Allendale, what say you? What's one, what's one team to look out for that neither of us mentioned on the power rankings top five? Well, maybe Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that would be the that would come to mind to me firstly. You know? Okay, so, so I, I just mentioned Green Bay, so don't steal my thunder now. Who is your daddy and what does he do? I'm going to give you a few teams here, okay? Philadelphia, Dallas, Washington, Seattle, Carolina, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Well, I go with Baltimore because of their defense. Uh, they haven't given okay. a lot of second-half touchdown. Not Cincy, huh? 
No, no. I, I told you Cincinnati's going to break your heart, and I'm going to wind up picking up the pieces. I got my dustpan and broom already out. He's hot. They, they almost beat the Steelers. It's not like almost, they got this. they got blown out or anything. That's but what Cincinnati does a lot. Almost. Yeah, that's that, that's true, man. You take it easy on me over here, man. My beloved Bungles falling in the last second play. Touchdown to Antonio Brown. Heartbreaking loss at Paul Brown Stadium for sure. So we're jumping in to our rants and raves of the week. Like I said, one rant from the NFL from Mr. Allendale, one from myself, one rave. So, Mr. Allendale, give it to me first, the Godfather. What is the Godfather fuming about this week? Does it have to do with the most overrated team in the NFL, a.k.a. the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, I think right now the Jacksonville Jaguars are the most disappointing team, but there might be a lot of reasons. Leonard Fournette, who ran for 1,000 yards last year, has been hurt. I think that – that has affected Blake Bortles. Um, I watched that game, and it looked like the defense didn't care. Uh, may, maybe they're just down because they know who's at their quarterback position and he can't deliver. But uh, it's a disappointing team. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Leonard Fournette, when he comes back, if he comes back. So that, that is absolutely my most disappointing team. I, they, they, what, have they given up 70 points in a la- approximately 70 points in the last two games? Point well yeah, the taken. defense does not look good. Jalen Ramsey's been banged up. Jaguars third place in the division now. I said it was going to be the most balanced division going into the season. I, I think it was the biggest toss-up division, in my opinion, but looking like the weakest division in all of football yeah. right now. And the, the AFC South is the only division in the NFL out of eight divisions without with that does not have a team with a winning record. Yeah. Okay, three teams at three and three. The lowly Indianapolis Colts sitting at one and five. Four straight losses for Andrew Luck and the boys over there. You know, I'm, I'm a little worried about uh, Marcus Mariota. Reportedly, he's got two fingers of his throwing arm are numb on his hand. Excuse me, and he's playing. He got sacked eleven times. I wonder if he should even be out there. So I hope uh, the team will take that in consideration. Uh, as they keep going forward. He's the type of guy that would never say no to anybody, but uh, it, it's really sad. He's banged up. Uh, he's playing at about 50% capacity. Obviously, his stats are horrible, but uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Don't don't have much of a uh, backup quarterback for the Titans with Blaine Gabbert as a second-string well, quarterback on that got, roster either. If he's got either. two hands at work, uh, he's better choice. Uh, I think Marcus Mariota with two fingers might be better than Blaine Gabbert with two hands. So right. we'll, we'll see about that. I think the Houston Texans have the most upside right now. And, look, their offensive line has been so banged up. They can barely protect Deshaun Watson. Hopefully he continues to stay healthy, but – they have the most upside, in my opinion, with the playmakers they have on offense and on defense. They had a tough one over the Bills. Hey, they've won three in a row. Remember, they started 0-3, so they've clawed their way back into contention for the division title. And, and this is just my rant is just staying on this division and how bad it is. The fact that the Texans, they knew their offensive line was their weak spot going into the season. They know their quarterback's been injury-prone in the past, yet they don't draft an offensive lineman, and they don't sign an offensive lineman. I don't, I don't know what is going on. I don't know if it's Bill O'Brien. Is, is it the front office? Is it a combination of both? It just does not seem like the game plan fits with the talent that they have on the field. They need to protect the quarterback first and foremost. They have big play threats. Guys like Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki QT, the rookies looking good. But if you don't give Deshaun Watson any time, he's not going to be able to find any of those guys down the field. And that's what worries me about this Houston Texans team because the Titans defense is okay. Jaguars defense maybe a little overrated coming into the year, but I, I think they still have the talent to get it together. That's going to be a, a big game, Houston at Jacksonville, this weekend. And 
And the Colts' defense just absolutely putrid. They've given up 180 points this season. That's tops in the AFC, and I, I want to say it's tops in the NFL. I think the Falcons are the only other team in the NFL that have given up over 180 points. So just terrible defense from the Colts. The Jaguars, man, I'm telling you, most overrated team. Without Fournette, they are not even close to being title contenders, let alone division title contenders. And the Titans, you know, it's, Mike Vrabel hasn't made much of an impact, in my opinion, there. You give them some time, but I, I don't know about that division right there. I, I think you see a first-round play, playoff loss for whichever team comes out of the AFC South. And moving on to your rave, Mr. Allen Dell, your favorite player who has overtaken Drew Brees because he's your starting fantasy quarterback, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. What, do you, what, what, what are you loving about Mr. Rodgers playing on well, one knee over there? Well, actually, he said that he hopes he can. they have a bye week coming up that he won't need the brace anymore. He did a tremendous job. I didn't like the way um, Mike McCarthy called some of those timeouts. Uh, so I'm really happy about him. But I got to say this: uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks give them credit. They fired defense coordinator Mike Smith. You hate to see anybody fired. He is a nice person, but you just couldn't go anymore with him. But uh, but he's just the beginning. They they need to fire GM Jason Light. He's responsible for that mess over there. And and Dirk Cutter, I think, will be gone after the season's over. So, unless, unless so kudos. They can turn around. <laughs> so kudos to the 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 Glazers and yeah. kudos to Aaron Rodgers for you this week, huh? Yeah. Hats off. I think the Mike Smith firing was long overdue. So okay, let's digress a little bit here. I'm gonna give my rave to the Los Angeles Rams, staying undefeated despite having two of their players banged up, coming off concussions in Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup left the game, was carted off the field, I believe, came back and re-entered the game, but now it's reported that he's going to miss a few weeks with an MCL sprain, and the Rams in a league where teams are just throwing the ball like crazy. You see Andrew Luck on pace to set an NFL record for pass attempts this year. High-scoring, high-flying offense. Yet the Rams go ground and pound with my boy Todd Gurley the second. Over 200 rushing yards for Todd Gurley, career high, 28 career high, 208 yards on 28 carries, gets two touchdowns. All that just grinding it out. His longest run was 29 yards. This guy was moving the chains, and you got to give credit to Sean McVay because this is a guy who's known as being one of the offensive geniuses in our league, but yet he still knows how to pick and attack an opposing defense when the time is right. It was cold out there. Jared Goff was struggling. He decides to stick with the ground game. And it's refreshing to me as a football fan to see an NFL team commit to the run like that oh and have it be successful and help them get a crucial road win with the Rams obviously approving to 6-0 on the season, 3-0 and on the road overall. You know, ratings are up TV-wise. And you mentioned, you mentioned their running game. Uh, that's pretty good considering uh, – Six weeks are in, and the 2000 – this season figures to be the highest-scoring season in the history of the league. In fact, uh, nearly 5,000 points have been scored through week six, which is the most in NFL his, history. And obviously, the, the big push is from the passing game. It's People are throwing the ball all over the place, which uh, makes you wonder, why not run the ball? <laughs> why not run the ball? Look, look I mean, this – And let me say this. That's what New England did. Didn't yeah, they? I know. They've been one of the most successful running teams in the last five years, especially especially in the red zone. And in, in a game that was fairly close the entire – I don't think the Rams ever led by more than 14 points tops. I, I hate to see when a team goes down by seven points and the coach abandons the run. I don't care at any level, high school, college, NFL. You know, we've, we've covered all those levels before as sports journalists, and I, I, just, I just don't – I don't like to see that because – 
you're stopping the clock. You're giving the other team more possession, more momentum in that game. Let's not not just Todd Gurley. The Rams as a team, 39 carries, 270 yards on the ground. Okay, that's what I call ground and pound right there. The backup, Malcolm Brown, he, he had to give Todd Gurley a breather every now and again. Five carries, 24 yards. Jared Goff had four scrambles, 14 yards. Robert Woods got a carry for 12 yards. And Cooper, so they're running, they're, they're designing run plays for their receivers as well. You know, Cooper Cup had one rush for 12 yards. You got to love to see that, man. And, and, you know, they had 201 passing yards altogether. So they ran the ball and, and, and it got them the win. You look at the other side in Denver, 100 more passing yards than the Rams got. Case Keenum, 322 yards. I don't know if that necessarily was a good thing. They're rushing and they have two talented running backs with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Why does Philip Lindsay only get four carries for 18 yards? Why does Freeman only get nine carries for 22 yards? It should be 19 carries for Freeman, 14 carries for Lindsay. Denver overall, 17 carries for 60 yards. So Los, An Los Angeles had more than twice as many rushing attempts as the Broncos did in that game. So ground and pound, that's my rave of the week. I love to see a team that's refreshing to me. And just a couple things I'm looking forward to. Obviously, the, 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 the Sunday night football game got picked to be the Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. So another back-to-back -back games for the Chiefs. I think you saw their offense being uh, – you saw their offense and their potent passing attack against the Patriots. Expect to see even more of that against the Bengals, who do not have a good defense this year. They have a couple good playmakers on the defensive line, and that is it. Their secondary is extremely beatable. And on the road, I, I see the Bengals falling to 4-3 and three in that game. A couple really good games, and we're not going to really get into it. We're just going to rattle them off here to me that I'm looking forward to this week. New England Patriots at the Chicago Bears. We mentioned Houston at Jacksonville. I really like Carolina at Philadelphia. I think those are two talented teams that have maybe underachieved a little bit this year. New Orleans at Baltimore. Offense versus defense right there. Dallas at Washington. The winner of that game might, might be in first place in that division. And then Minnesota at New York Jets. Yeah, who's for real? Are the Vikings for real? Are the Jets for real after these last two wins back-to-back -back at home? We'll see what gives in, in that game as well. So, I think there's going to be some really competitive games. We might see another overtime game or two in week seven of the NFL season this weekend. I'm excited about that for sure. Mr. Allen Dellen, any, anything that you got your eye on for week seven before we wrap it well, up? You know what I got my eye off of? I used to have Derrick Henry uh, as my fantasy guy. And, and I look at last week, uh, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, <laughs> they combined and carried the ball 13 times. And they, they didn't even crack uh, the 30-yard rushing mark. So. Making me look as, bad, As Charles man. Barkley says, that's, uh, that's terrible. Ernie, that's it was terrible, terrible. Mr. Allendale. How, how do you want to close it out? Uh, watch out for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is their defense going to be any better this week with the new guy? I don't think so. Word. Baker Mayfield, Browns offense due well, for a I big game, so. you think? I'm going to be going with Baker Mayfield in my fantasy because Aaron Rodgers is off and – He's a, you know, he's a rookie, but they're going against that Tampa Bay defense. Is that going to all of a sudden get great because they, they fired the defensive coordinator? I don't think well, so. Well, let me ask you this because you've covered the Bucks in, in years past. What is your opinion as, as an NFL former beat writer that when a team fires a coordinator on offense or defense, how do you usually see that in the, in the well, next game? Well, with the Bucks, you, you just can't figure it out. I was thinking the other night, why are they so bad year after year after year? They, make, they, they get these little uh, – Little streaks where the fan base gets all excited, the media gets excited, and, oh, we're going to make the playoffs, and it never happens. It's back to the same old thing. I, 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 it has to go back to the ownership. I mean, it's, they're not football people, but uh, they can hire some people. It's, it's the people that they hire. I don't think Jason Light is, 
is going to be the answer to the Bucks. So I saw an interesting stat on ESPN, just looking forward to the playoffs and the Super Bowl eventually. That that I think the last four or five years, the two teams with the biggest point differential during the regular season have made the Super Bowl in both conferences. So just looking ahead, very far ahead, we're still less than halfway into the regular season, but the Rams clear cut leaders and point differential on the season plus 78 through six games the AFC who's your guess who's got the biggest point differential in the AFC in the AFC yeah I don't think you're gonna get it I'm just gonna quiz you real quick who I do you would think say the Chargers Baltimore Ravens plus 76 well, a lot of that has to do with that week one blowout over the over the Buffalo Bills I'll give you that but they're still winning games and they're looking impressive while they're doing it they had that Thursday night loss to the Bengals I think that was a little fluky so just think, if the Ravens didn't lose that Thursday night game, the Bengals would be 3-3 three and three and the Ravens would be 5-1. and one. So I, I agree with you that the Ravens make that list, the honorable mention list for the power rankings. I wouldn't be surprised if they go there. But they got a tough game against the Saints this weekend. So maybe they go to 4-3. and three. I, I, I still think it's a team with a lot of upside for the season. That's going to wrap it up here on the Family Feud Sports Podcast, our weekly NFL rants and raves episode. Family Feud Sports Podcast. You can catch us every week with brand new episodes. We do our fantasy football deep sleepers and waiver wire ads, our NFL rants and raves podcast, as well as our college football preview insider podcast, and we do our NFL Vegas quick picks where myself and Mr. Allen Dell pick every game against the spread later in the week. That does it for us. We'll see you next time. Peace out. I miss the hood when I'm traveling. Uh. Get net when I'm traveling. Six pack wood when I'm traveling. Fuck a lex, cause the click fit good in a caravan. Slide through your hood like an avalanche. Take a flick if you get a chance, get that close. Fuck in the van, cause I get that dope. Be with me, enemies come sleep with me for breakfast. Guaranteed to eat this toast. I'm reckless, fire starting heat your folks. A starving artist that eat your trash. So don't bring them around. I'll be around Reekins, Vida Loca. They got all the toasters, don't eat no gas. I got a six stash, leave them around so I don't get left around. Haters around when I leave. And a winner rock short sleeves, breezing a pound with the heat blasting. Keep acting the heat blasting. Shut no marine shining, marine fashion, backing them down. Niggas going keep hating, and my click going keep grinding. Keep moving, locking the town. Or it's freeway in a place to be seen. And I got what it takes to rock the mic right, yeah. Still watch what you say to me, quick, cause I got what it takes to dunk the AK click. It's BC in a place with Young Free, and I got what it takes to rock the mic right, yeah. Still watch what you say, I rub mouth, cause 50 shots still will turn the club out. Oh, it's Mac, Daddy, Young Strappy, no he ain't the OG gangster. Yes I is, come on, don't test that kid, I fire bomb clips like left I did. Notorious, like that best I kid, big or small, you can get it. Dead raw, like trying to brawl, a strong arm of midget. I pull that nine out my pocket, I'm lying I pull that Mac out the closet, start crying Swing cats out of pocket, stop trying Take that, get back, clap on You know, stay low, keep fine uh, I put the lead in the gap, the metal go clap I lay clacks, right on they back Stop fucking with this radical cat You fuck around, they need a medical cat
back The letter go clap, you had to go back Oh, it's BC in a place to be With two readers on a waist to me No facing me It's BC in a place with young freak And I got what it takes to rock the mic right Yeah, still watch what you say out your mouth Cause 50 shots still will burn the club out oh. It's freeway in a place to BC And I got what it takes to rock the mic right Yeah, still watch what you say to me Move like cash is play, move day like caskets. What is the will? Is the way away my thoughts?